I am happy. Today is August 2nd, Monday, uh, here in the Zeus Radio Network, and welcome to the John Banks Show, Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We are here to take a trip today into the hollow area known as the male mind in relationships. Hollow is the key word. I thought I'd get that from Eugenia, and I placed it out there for you to hit it out of the park. Uh, just, just as you just heard, Gina, I'm glad to introduce my merry band of misfits with two wonderful ladies. Uh, Who are also very pretty. Uh, well, absolutely. That's why I added the last part in there. The Mary Band of Misfits, of course, myself and us. Anyway, Gina Tamarco, <laughs> host of our Martini Meeting here on the Hear Women Talk on Thursdays from 2 to 3, 2.30, 3.30. How are you, dear? I'm fabulous. Thank you. And also Tiffany Nixon, now known as our repeat guest host. Why, Tiffany? Because I just love it so much I have to be here every week. Well, that, that makes it simple. And we are guided here in the booth by Dustin Gilder, who's in the booth making things happen. How are we today, Dustin? Fantastic. How's everybody in the other room? Uh, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. We're happy. Cool. Uh, good to have all of you out there listening. And the key to listening is we have a telephone number for you. That telephone number is 646-652-2071. You can listen live on your telephone if you're running out and you don't want to miss uh, the John Banks show, Bring Man Out of the Cave. You can listen live there. You can also call us and contribute and love to have some information from our, our folks out there. I find real-life stories are generally our best information, so that's what we like to have from you. Um, anyway, uh, good, good Monday, which is good. Um, you also uh, can chat with us via our live online chat on hearwomentalk.com. Just click on the radio chat button, and you'll be with us live. And Gina will be kind of keeping up with that for me today since I'm not a very good multitasker to watch two or three things at once. <laughs> um, you can also uh, you can click on the radio tab, uh, chat tab, and you can sign in or sign up. You can also watch us, which has got to be probably the craziest, most exciting thing out there is you can watch our video feed, um, which will tell you how nice and lovely these two young ladies are, and I am not. So that's why I have a face for radio, but now I know I'm on TV. So anyway, you can do that by just uh, clicking on the social networking part of the Hear Women Talk site, and you will have a video stream for us. Anyway, uh, it was a, a good week this past week, and uh, I had a really uh, good discussion with a close friend of mine, and um, some of the things she brought up were very interesting, and it really goes to my question of the day. And my question of the day is, has the communication etiquette changed in the early stages of relationships? Now, let me, let me give you a little background why I'm asking that question. Uh, my friend Susan is uh, in her late 40s and has, uh, you know, been dating a while and going through that, that whole you know, tribunal that or whatever it's called, which is dating, which can be very difficult. And she she brought up a lot of things. We talked for a good bit about it. And uh, she said, you know, she's kind of stuck in an odd generational time where it seems like in today's generations, more more of you guys where you are, the, um, you know, communication is more open that it's from one side to the other where she kind of grew up in the traditional relationship where a man would make and initiate all that. And uh, I want to ask, um, has that truly changed today? Hmm. Tiffany, you're, you're more <laughs> closely tied to the more recent dating scene. What can you tell us? 
I think it depends on the type of person that you're dealing with. I mean, you might have an extroverted male or an introverted male, and you might be an introverted female, or you might be an extroverted female. So I think it really depends on who you're talking about. I don't really know that gender is that big of an issue anymore as far as that's concerned. Who makes the calls as far as initiating where um, uh, planning to do something or anything e either can make the call really depends on the, the relationship itself. I think so. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I'd have took it that way. That's interesting and that, that's good stuff for Sue. Jeannie, any thoughts on that? Well, I have been far removed from the dating world for a while, but just hearing my friends or listening to my brother, which is interesting, uh, I, I still think women are better communicators than men. I still think you have the men who say, I'll call you, and they don't. <laughs> yeah, but that's a game, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. That That is. I, I guess what I guess what I'm thinking is if uh, her her situation is uh, she went out with a gentleman a couple of times, uh, had some good times. Now, believe it or not, this takes us back to Ted and Wendy. This gentleman was very not my Ted, a different not, Ted. No, different so Ted better. and Wendy, uh, not your not Jesus right. Ted. But uh, the the thing is, he's very shy and and did not speak a lot and doesn't do a lot of speaking. So therefore, she again had to carry as Wendy did the relationship. But she he did state up front that he was he was uh, very shy. So that helped a little bit, although um, you know still has to give some effort. But in that, she she went on and they went out a few times. You know, had had a good time with trying to develop a relationship. And so she called um, one evening and and asked, "Would you?" you know, like to come over and have some dinner. I want to put some stuff on the grill. And uh, he was taken aback a little bit of hmm. that. And uh, I did not know if possibly if there's an age gap difference in, say, an over 50 or under, that that is a difference. Or That's a really good question. It'd be great if we had some younger guys who could give some feedback on that. Now, I would... It depends on how early on in the relationship. You said they've only been on a couple of dates? Yes. I probably wouldn't have called that soon. I would wait for him to call me. Okay, okay. Interesting. Uh, the One of the things she brought out again is that he's very shy. So she was attempting to uh, some break the ice a bit, I guess, make, make that a little easier on him by doing so, and he was a little taken aback by that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it just, she was, she's kind of been in a quandary of you know you know he says he was shy she goes out makes a call does you know tries to do things to open it up and uh he's a little back office and she was she said i'm in a quandary i, I don't can know definitely see that dilemma we saw this dilemma with the the ted and wendy story a few weeks ago another case of the shy guy i, I, <laughs> I think maybe there should be a show just for <laughs> Shy guys. <laughs> well, you know, I, I brought up with her, and matter of fact, in the discussion, I brought up our Ted and Wendy discussion. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if Ted would have, or if this gentleman would have come up um, and said initially, yes, I'm shy, which he did, but said, in turn, you know, I'm shy as we get going, but I can really loosen up and, and, and develop into something, you know, and, and really once I get to know you. Mm. And uh, her response to that was, I like the last statement, that I will open up once once mm -hmm. I get to know you. Um, Ms. Margarita, our, our friend, um, 
First she said, if we waited on the men to initiate, we would be old dusty bones, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I agree with her. And then she followed that up with, maybe the back off thing is because he's just not that into her. And and I think I think that's that's a possibility. And she she noted that. And I asked her. I said, "Are you know were you that into him?" And she said, "No." Yeah. You know, the fu- the funny thing is, she said that he's a really nice guy. And she said they're not. She said in her own heart, there are not that many of them out there. Mm. So is she just settling for a nice guy because she can't find a nice guy? But she's really not that into him. But. I mean, when you get into your 40s, like some of us are. (laughs) These of us, yes, ma'am. The thought of having to go back out there is pretty scary because there's not a lot of options. Well, you know, and and something she brought up was that she said even speaking to male and female friends who are younger, who are married or who are in relationships, she said all they do is complain. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's very few people who walk up and say, "This is the best relationship ever." <laughs> I mean, is there such a thing? That is that why we're here today? I mean, that's why we have these discussions. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can. I think we can shoot to make to to make our relationships good, and and I can tell you that a good relationship fills a lot of your life, and and, and and is and can be the backbone. Mm-hmm. of a, a lot of other parts of your life that, that make things really good. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we are. I think we are. You look frightened by that, Tiffany. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, I mean, you're never going to be 100% happy with what someone else does all of the time. No. I mean, and so... You and just, if you were, you'd get bored. True. I, I would get bored with perfect. I would start looking for problems to create myself. Well, <laughs> With you, I, can I think I, pro- I think I probably do that. If uh. well, the, the uh, you know, with with uh, one of the things that I hear uh, a lot of people who have been divorced or, or in that second time around situation in their forties and and dating and all, and I hear a lot of very critical, you know, and they they and as she told me, she said, John, at, at our age, most people are have been hurt. Have had multiple bad, times. Yes, multiple times. Have had bad things happen, so they're really, really gun shy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that, you know. But my point to her was, is that, gosh, don't we need to keep an open mind? I mean, opportunities only go to a point that we need to really keep an open mind. Um, but with experience comes the knowledge that you're never going to be a hundred percent satisfied with someone. So. Do the positives outweigh the negatives in this particular person? And mm-hmm. can you, are these things that big of a deal that you yeah. can't live with them? And I think she was trying to trying to further go that relationship to see if there was more of those things were a part of it. And uh, again, she was just a little taken back. She said, I, "I'm in a quandary. I don't know whether to go the way of, hey, let me let me make the call. Let me, hey, I want you know want to do you know a lot of guys like to get a call mm-hmm. from a lady and." and have that type of relationship shows shows they're attracted or she said uh she's just puzzled by it all mm-hmm. she really is and before we go to break Marilyn says let's face it there's a double standard always has been always will be men want to be the pursuers and they get scared by women who are assertive just something to take with you out of the break <laughs> oh, that's, that's very interesting unfortunately i have a whole minute to get <laughs> 
to take that. And I, I you know, I, I know a lot of guys who are are back down a little bit from from a serve. I know a lot of guys who like the, you know, like the attention. And I guess Tiffany, you may have said it best. I think it may get to an individual's or what you know what that person feels comfortable with or what you know. And and gosh knows, do we know that early on? See, I have a I have a couple friend who the woman is very very assertive, and everybody that she knows knows that. And so when she gets on a point, even if you know she's wrong, it's just not even worth arguing with her. Mm-hmm. And she's you talking married. about me again. No, no, <laughs> this one's blonde. <laughs> and her husband is the most laid back individual. And I swear, when those two were born, they were made for each other. Maybe opposites attract. We'll talk about it, hmm. that in just a second. We'll be right back. The Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. <laughs> You're listening to the John Banks Show, bringing <laughs> man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network. We, Jane. Yes. <laughs> and hearwomentalk.com. Join us. Uh, we're glad you're here with us. And uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone to come on in and join us. And uh, we try to laugh for an hour and talk about the serious side of relationships between females and males and me giving you what I think of advice of that. Anyway, I want to remind you, you can give us a call at 646-652-2071, 646-652-2071. Still sharing a story um, that, that Susan uh, had a chat with me about this week. And uh, one of the things, uh, another thing she said in, in, in going out with guys and this and that is she said her girlfriends, who she has many good close friends, have sabotaged so many relationships. Not because of, she just said, if they say things that are critical, she tends to say, back off and say, am I seeing things correctly? And tends to all of a sudden look slanted at things based on that. And I'd, I was reading something else I thought was very in, interesting that um, a young lady had written, and she said, don't take relationship advice from any girlfriends. She was talking to ladies. She said, talk to the successful ones. Those are the ones you talk mm-hmm. to relationship advice about. Well, that makes sense. It, it seemed black and white to me, but I, I don't know if, if we all have that option or opportunity to talk to somebody like that. But I thought that was, I thought that was really unique, and I, I wanted to share. I'm going to share that with Susan. I almost don't trust those who have the successful relationships because <laughs> there's so few of them. Well, I, you know, and Gina, like, like we said earlier, so many people complain about this, and we all speak probably speak louder about the negative things than we do about the positive things. We rarely walk in and say, gosh, you know, what, you know, what, a, what a great spouse I have. What a you know, great relationship I have. Well, our Sunday barbecue yeah. was good this week. I think a lot of times that if you say that to your girlfriend, you know, oh, my boyfriend is just the greatest thing in the world, I think they look down on you for that almost. <laughs> like. Like, what's wrong with you? There's got to be something wrong with him or, you know, you're going to find out yeah, something yeah, bad about yeah, him women, soon. Women do do that. So it's like, well, don't even, you don't even want to talk about the positive things because you're, sometimes you think you might get shot down. Yeah. 
I would, is, agree, I would agree with that. That has got to be the wackiest thing I think I've ever heard. Well, From it's not like standpoint. guys, you don't go around, you know, at the, say you're working out at the gym with your male buddies. Oh, you know, my fiance is so awesome. I don't I don't think men stand around and say that stuff. I think uh, there are a lot of times when a situation comes up, hey, my wife was really great about this or was good about that. That does come up actually from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think I think guys generally Rare. and yeah. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin chime in on this. I think guys generally when we're kicking around uh, talking to our guy buddies, we talk more about positive things and very not very often about negative things. Am I right? Right. Yeah. Very rarely is it going to be a negative conversation. Mm. Wow. Whereas but, women's conversations about men are generally tend to be ne- yeah. negative. That's a you know that that is a really good point because. Uh, I can only speak of Ted, and Ted's a very private person, and you'll never hear him air anything negative about our relationship. Where I'm like, <laughs> yep, and mine's the same way. I don't, I don't think he would ever say anything negative about me either. Well, I think that uh, I think you know, I think maybe people are looking for something or something exact, and anything outside of that is a complaint or, or, or mm-hmm. something that they wish they had or wish that they would do this or yeah. wish they would do that. And I think, uh, you know, I think guys, for the most part, um, are, again, very simple, uh, looking for a, somebody who makes them happy, they can laugh with, that they can do some things with, that lets them do their thing. Um, and I think that's, that's about as easy as we are. And I think when we talk to other guys, um, to be honest with the guys, we talk to other guys. We all want to hear your complaints. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> We've got our own life to live. Dustin, am I on the money here? Yeah. Oh, that's right, on the money. I'm going to be like, oh, my oh, God. Great. I'm trying to walk away from this as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and because I think, you know, uh, men, when they're home, they have to be around those of us who complain or nag a little bit. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is go out with the guys, have a beer, and hear more nagging or nagging type things. You know, I think that uh, in in my life, I always, when Dustin and I are kicking around talking, I, we talk a lot of sports, you know, and that's generally where those, those items will line up. And I think ladies really share more of their relationship lives mm-hmm. more often as, as kind of their sports subject. So just, just, a, just a thought on that. To us, it is a sport. <laughs> that we are trying to win and it's a series of games <laughs> who won this game sometimes there's a what, lot of blood wait when's the championship series though <laughs> yeah it's like baseball it never ends it's just yeah. game after game after game we'll see when baseball's over then football starts and then uh then basketball then we're back around to baseball so it, it yeah see we're, we're covered year round so we don't we don't have to deal with any downtime we might <laughs> we might have to discuss serious relationship issues i, I do want to um a couple weeks ago you had talked about um you know do do men have their women their spouses as best friends mm-hmm. and one thing that i do do a lot when I meet like a couple who's been married 50 years, I always say, what is the secret? Like what What do you think is the secret? Because you look at people who are married that long and they haven't gone through all the technology type stuff that we're going through now. And so somehow they survived other things, you know, harder times. And um, we met this man last night. We were sitting at a bar who'd been married, who's married 50 years or 30 years. I don't know, I've lost track. He was on his second wife. But I said, what, what is the key? And he said, she's my best friend. If, if, you have a, if, if, if your partner is your best friend, he's like, I just want to be with her all the time. Oh. Wow. And he's like 75. Wow. He's like, I just want to be with her all the time. I, uh, 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 different 
different uh, boats float people right. different. And different, <laughs> and different, but different generation. Absolutely. Different generation. Absolutely. Well, I think that, uh, I think um, having your spouse's best friend is a, is a wonderful thing, and I have many friends who have told me that theirs are. Um, I kind of see it a little differently, not the, not my best friends, but I guess can put friendship here and love here. And I think that, uh, that that's kind of how I see it. Um, but I think uh, getting along mm-hmm. with your spouse and, you know, not being not being so critical. You know, if we wanted to pick apart every subject and, and look at every, you know, then do we want to be looked at that way? You know, we want to, you know, we got to, when you start really picking out the positives and looking at what makes that a great part of the relationship and what, what makes a relationship good, you know, some of this other stuff falls off the side, mm-hmm. you know, and when you, when you keep it to that, and are we going to have bad days? Yes. Are we going to do stupid things? We are men. We're going to do it. We, we breathe, therefore we do stupid things. <laughs> so, but so do we. Uh, well. <laughs> humans do. Humans do. How about that? I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, don't want to poke the, the, the females too much because they they're our audience. So, um, one of the, one of the interesting about that, and I, I'll I, you know as we go on, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that, and and I'm still looking for relationship tune-up ideas. I've got a group started on the Here Women Talk website. Would love to have relationship tune-up ideas. I really want to put something together that uh, may be an asset to a lot of people. So let me know if you see anything out there. The last point I wanted to bring up that was made by my friend Susan is. She somewhat says she almost looks for reasons why a relationship is going to fail. She, she met a gentleman in her neighborhood, and a uh, really nice gentleman, attractive, they had great chat, only, only met him once, and she went home and said, well, you know, gosh, you know, I, I can't go out with him. He, he lives right here in the neighborhood. You know, I can't. That's that. You know, he'll know when I come. He knows when I go. That's you know, that's too much. I, you know, uh, at what point do we stop? You know, and just say, hey, let's you know, let let live a little. You know, and I felt for her. And that that was these were some of the things she was saying. She said, you don't realize how hard it is dating. And I said, well, by gosh, by the time you put all that into it, my it, it does seem very difficult. Have you ever done anything like that? Picked apart something before it ever happened? Oh, I'm sure I have. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I think I tend to overanalyze everything. And as I told you, we are men. What we say is probably what we mean. Don't <laughs> analyze too much into it. Um, so there's someone in the chat um, who we will uh, leave nameless at this time um, who <laughs> he's requested that. He says, one of my wife's best friends has a bad history with men. She is working on divorce number four. Should I be worried about my wife hanging out with her? No, I don't believe so. I don't. I don't believe that. Uh, I think everyone should be able to be their own thinker, and I think that uh, everyone should be able to handle that. Um, you know, you're you're going to have people in in your life who who are friends of your spouse or your your boyfriend who you might see as a, a, a negative influence via things, decisions they've made in their life. I know we've all been through that. And generally, you got to, you know, at a point, you've got to trust the other to be an adult and to really handle, 
you know, their own thing. And I think that's a, a big key to marriage and relationship is to be able to trust, say, hey, you know, that person, you know, you know, that, that guy's or, you know, she's smart enough to see past all that. And um, now she, what what uh, our, our chatter was saying is he, he may go through the aggravations of some of the, the pain and she may live some of that pain with their friend. I'm sure you guys have mm-hmm. had a good friend go through something and can be very painful even for you. Um, sometimes that can be the case. But I think even someone, when they see something's happened a fourth time, that maybe even they start to just understand this is what this is and there's, you know, f- five and six <laughs> or just down the road. So um, just a thought on that. What do you think, Tiffany? Um, I, th- I agree with you, John. I mean, it, it, if she's if his wife is, is an adult and can make her own decisions, I mean, maybe his wife is giving this lady some advice that might help this lady yeah. when she goes for possible husband number five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but hey, she must be some kind of woman and she had four men wanting to marry her. Think about it. Woo. Wow. Now there's a thought. There. I tell you, <laughs> wow. you know what we can do? We're going to think about that. I like that. During the break. We're going to have two two plus minutes okay. of commercials, and we here in the booth are going to be thinking about that. Thinking <laughs> about that out there, we're glad to have you here on the John Banks Show on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Welcome back to the John Banks Show on uh, hearwomentalk.com and the Zeus Radio Network. We're bringing man out of the cave. And uh, I get my little Tarzan theme going there. I get kind of uh, kind of thrown because I like it. Um, one thing that uh, was brought up to me, I, I have mentioned over the last two weeks, two of my keys to marriage. And Gina has lived through this from her first visit here. I can never the, hear it enough. Oh, okay. The uh, the three keys to marriage. And I will, as I look at Tiffany, as she is uh, recently engaged. And uh, my first, we sit, take a salute to 38 Special, one of the great Southern rock bands of the 70s and 80s, and hold on loosely. You want to be able to give people room to breathe. They need to be able to be themselves and be able to breathe to make a good relationship. Second is... When they said marriage is give and take, it is give and give. Take it is and take. give and give. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lie. Give and take is a lie. You want to give, give and, and give. give. You give and and you get back from that. Taking anything from a relationship will um, cause problems. Trust me. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the last one is, and the very important for those who are getting moving towards getting married, you must be an I before you can be a we. Very important. Very important. John's three keys to marriage and that, that uh, cover there. Uh, we had a very interesting um, statement on our chat line. Gina, can you kind of cover that for us? Sure. Um, one of the chatters says, on the flip of that, I have a girlfriend who says that she has an open marriage and my hubby doesn't like her and probably doesn't like that we hang out, but I am my own person and he does accept that even if he doesn't always like it. I think uh, I would, um, if I were the hubby, I'd be more concerned in that situation than the four-time divorcee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, it's an alternate lifestyle and to each his own. And uh, I understand that. Um, uh, but I, I, uh, that's not for everybody. 
and I think uh, you know I like to be open minded and and live. But it, it uh, I could see where that possibly could um, cause some problems. And um, just uh, what's how would you feel about it if your husband was, uh, or excuse me, your to be husband was uh, good buddies with somebody who's living in an open marriage? Mm. I would want to know the stories. <laughs> <laughs> She'd want the information. I got it. Okay. Well, now there's something that I wasn't expected. Yes, that's it. Gina, what would your feelings be on that? Uh, my gut reaction would be, please do not hang out with that person. And I can understand. After you heard the stories. I, yeah, after I heard the stories. Right. I, I can yeah, understand that was, why. That would be my next reaction. At least we got something out of this. The yeah. stories, let's face it. You know. I would be a little, I would be a little uncomfortable. But, I, I, you know, again, when it comes to this type of stuff, you know, I've had friends who were were having affairs or cheating on their spouses, and I've and I've had boyfriends who are like, "How could you be friends with that person? I'm uncomfortable. I can't believe you would be friends with someone like that." At the end of the day, I don't judge. Well, you know, I look at what you bring to the table as my friend, but I can't judge because, like my father used to say, "You do not know what goes on behind closed doors between a man and a woman." Well, and and I I totally agree with you, and I and I think that in the situation of the open marriage, the you know again we got to respect that she can handle herself. She's an adult; she knows mm-hmm. what her relationship is, and the relationship is with the friend, not with her lifestyle. And I think right. as long as you can define that and you're comfortable, I can understand his uneasiness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and that we all probably have relationships that that we're a little uneasy. You know, our spouse are a little uneasy with. Um, for for differing reasons, but I can uh, I can say again, I think you have to put trust in the person that they're going to do the right thing, and, and you married them and love them, and your relationship should be paramount, and uh, I think that would handle that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm okay I'm okay with the the friendship um, as as long as we have stories. Definitely, I, I, I got to definitely got to, got to have the stories. Got to have the stories. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> read a read a, uh, another interesting article this week, and when I brought it up to our hosts here in the studio, they were kind of a little little chippy about this. Look, excited mm-hmm. to hear about this. So, I read an article on the top ten reasons why women leave men. I need to get a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, let, but let you me, already know them. I know you do. Well, you know the, the thing is the, the thing is it's really interesting. Um, let, let me let me give you. Um, I, I'm going to throw out a couple to you, and I want you to I want you to tell me. Are, would you think they're in the top ten? Physical abuse. Yes. Oh yeah. Infidelity. Yes. yes. Alcoholism. Yes. Yes. Criminal behavior or fraud. Yep. Yes. None. You're kidding. In the top ten. You gotta be kidding. None. Zero. Well, I kind of hesitate on the abuse because I think a lot of women who are abused don't get out, and we for a we, variety of reasons. But those we, who are and do, that's the reason, though. Right. Well, and, yeah. And I agree. It just, it just, it really surprised me that that was that those were listed as not in the top ten, and they were making a point. Wow! Wow! That is so, now I'm dying to know. Yeah. So, so here, here puts his socks on the floor. Uh, yeah. Number one. <laughs> Don't tell me to leave the toilet seat up. Oh, oh gosh. Well, you know that's got to be now. Just <laughs> um, it, number one. Well, it, it, these are these are not listed in order, but the, these are you know 
I hurt all the time because I feel alone and abandoned. Um, my husband is no longer my friend, which we know are a couple mm-hmm. of 50 years. They are, which seems to be very important, and I, I can agree with that. The only time he pays me attention is when he wants to have sex. Mm. But at least he wants to. Count your I, blessings. I, you know, I see that as a positive. I know, I know some that aren't <laughs> going kidding. that way. So um, the only time he uh, pays me sex, got that one. He is never there for me when I need him the most. Uh, when he hurts my feelings, he does not apologize. He lives his life as if we weren't married. He rarely mm. considers me. Um, we're like passing ships in the night. He goes his way. I go mine. My husband has become a stranger to me. I don't even know who he is anymore. And he doesn't show any interest in me or what I do. Those are the top ten reasons why women leave men. Wow. But men typically are that way, aren't they? I mean, and it's nothing personal. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think, uh, well, I, I, you know, the, the thing about reading those, and I really wanted to read them because I think it is almost a shout-out to all of us to look at our relationship and make sure we're not headed down those paths. And the most reasons that people get um, are left and, and they go through courts are simply stated neglect. Neglect accounts for... Um, I think it was 87% of all divorce cases neglect is is the main reason. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. I think that that's a, uh, gosh, it was almost a um, kind of knock on the head, a little, uh, a little something, to, you know, something to say, hey, you know, you need to think about that in your relationship. And uh, so I, I, I thought that was, that was kind of interesting. Got a couple more thoughts on that. What do you think on that list? What what does that say to you, Gina? It's really interesting. What it says to me, I mean, and I started typing some of these so I could visually look at them. This is all very emotional-based, number one. Number two, you know, we were talking earlier, we're surprised that, that it wasn't alcoholism and, and, and really severe things that would be really good reasons to get out. These seem like things that with some communication and talking would would prevent leaving that person like these are fixable i i I found that totally fixable i found that to be totally the case you know i really did and i think that um and and like you know uh a relationship is work Uh, oh yeah you know i mean it is and we think work is this way well relationship is work and the funny thing is you know work we get paid and this and that and and that's our reward relationships have actually a lot more reward available to you than a financial sense. So to put in that work in which, Gina, I totally agree with you, all of these sounded fixable, sounded um, like uh, with some effort, that there there could be some resolution there. With and some simple communication, does he know that she feels abandoned? Does he know that she feels like they're passing ships in the night? You know what? I think you can say that until you're blue in the face, and the man is not going to understand what you are talking about. Well, I think... I agree with that, too. I think we're going to discuss that <laughs> in our fourth quarter of the show in just a minute. But we'll be back, back in just a minute. You're listening to The John Banks Show bringing man out of the cave on hearwomentalk.com and the Zeus Radio Network.
Bringing Man Out of the Cave and the Zeus Radio Network. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you for bringing us in with 38 Special. Remember, hold on loosely. Give, give everybody their space. Give them the time to be themselves, and you'll have a much better relationship with someone who knows themselves and can be themselves. It's a wonderful way to be. I try to do that. I'm sure I gaff it up as I do most things from time to time. So, yeah, you know, we, we finished last um, segment on a really uh, interesting topic uh, of the top 10 reasons why women leave men and and really most of them were about neglect and um most of them as as gina pointed out could be seen very solvable with some communication and um tiffany you had some thoughts on that <laughs> right i said you could say exactly what you're thinking and that man will not know what you're talking about you might as well be speaking korean well, I think that uh, I can I can understand how you feel that way. I think uh, they probably do understand a little bit. Uh, the idea is like you um, a part that you had said while we were we were in break is that as soon as I say something, all of a sudden defensive. Okay. Well, anybody when we're critical of someone, as soon as we hit that that button. Nah, you're right. They didn't. They didn't hear a word. I'm not listening. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm not listening. Because because what button do you have to push to get the the listening to begin? <laughs> and we had talked I'll about push this. It. I just want to know what it is. Show where you have to lead in nicely. I yeah, tried yeah, that yeah. too. Don't, don't say I want. Doesn't don't work. Say it. it doesn't work. No. You know what? You've got to find the other button. <laughs> There's another button there. What is that? I, I think you know. I think uh, I think you you. First off, we need to make sure our requests are reasonable and within the person that that person is. I want your arm around me. That's very reasonable. Uh, first off, have you put your arm around him? <laughs> oh, all the time. Okay. Okay. Give and give and let them know that that, you know, if, if it, you you got to let them know what you need and and you may have to tell them more than once. <laughs> And then we, you become nagging, as we talked uh -huh, about earlier. Yeah. Not, not, not over and over, but just <laughs> let them know. You chose to have two of us in here with you. I know just that. So you and, know. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we make choices in this lifetime, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they do not end up as we thought. So, but I, you know, Dustin, when, when your wife, when your wife speaks to you and you, um, she really kind of needs something, do, do you listen? Oh, uh, it depends on what else is going on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's part I mean, of neglect. Hey, if, if there is a UT ball game, a fight, or something like that on, chances are I didn't hear it the first time. I'm going to have to get a tap on the shoulder or cut the TV off or something. There we go. Did we say it in the proper way to make sure that we have oh, their Lord. full attention? Yeah, Can you I turn beat that, that point home again? You turn that ball game off and say something like that and see how the rest of the night goes. But, but I think, yeah, well, let me, let me you know, <laughs> but but there's there's a time and place for some of those discussions. Pick and your that's, battles. Yeah, pick your battles <laughs> and pick when. If you want to discuss something, if you're going to take him away from the game, is that the best time? Probably no. not. <laughs> um, but that's, When is the best time for a man? Uh, when do I listen? Let's see. I, you know, I think as you're as you're as you're crawling into bed together and kind of, you know, kind of there. I think that's a good time to have mm. have some little talks. No, no, I've tried that one. No. That one doesn't I, work. I'm not. I'm talking about calling in to tackle. I'm talking about <laughs> crawling in 
to go to sleep. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm, that's what okay. I'm talking about. Like, don't don't ruin my sleep. I'm going to sleep now. I don't want to have a discussion that might aggravate me. Well, I think he then, says then then we've got to find another time right before he leaves <laughs> to go somewhere. You know, I think then that, he can stew on it. Maybe, well, well, but the thing about it is, <laughs> and 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 I think um, as I think you said it last week, one of my new favorite terms, P of P, preface with positive. So say I know you do. You know you do these things. You know thank for what is being done, and then say hey, you know I might need a little more of this in my life. Uh, part of this this article and these things about you know it sounded like they were growing distance. You know, and most of these things neglect was growing distance between each other in relationship. Uh, one of the things that uh, the the writer brought up is that he said men tend to do things somewhat compartmentalized. They have their, he said, like it's like being in a house. I have my go play golf room. I have my work room. I have my ch- children room. I have my spouse room. And he, he was saying that what he tries to do with men is say, you need to integrate your wife into all those phases of life or relationship, all those phases. And I know that I'm not, uh, got this from my mom when I was a kid, you know. John, I you know, understand you, you won some type of award at school today. You, you didn't even tell me. And it's not that I, you know, I just don't think about it, you know. And we're not one to go spout about every little thing that goes on. And sometimes that might be considered as somewhat neglect and stuff like that. So I don't know how you can make those, but I, but I think you need to integrate each other into as much of your life. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And and there there's times when you let them hold on loose, let them do their thing, and there's times when you need to draw them in and talk about things. <laughs> So that's not a. I get these looks from Gina. I generally think there's a statement coming. Then occasionally I, I go to Gina and I get the uh, the shake of the head, like the, I, I've um, got speechless, speechless on that. Speechless. I think, you know, I think uh, I, you know. Uh, when can you get them to listen? I, I don't know. Okay, I think that each person has their own way, but but I think you can say things in a way of passion that generally. Dustin, again, check me if I'm right here. If your wife comes to you and she has that look <laughs> of 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 being somewhat upset or hurt, or right, we tend to listen a little more then. Am I correct? Oh yes, yes. Oh, okay. there you go, Jeannie. You have Definitely. to have the look. You know, we we need to know that you know something serious. And and yes, do we need to be told more than once? <laughs> Always. Always, we need to be told more than once. Well, what about when you say what's wrong and we go? Nothing. Oh. Then you pay attention, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, 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 yeah, that nothing automatically means there's definitely something yeah. wrong. Yeah. And then you start prodding and asking questions. That's what we want. We want you to act like, correct me if I'm wrong, Gina. We want you to ask us questions because then we know that you really care what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I want you know what I want to be coddled. I want you to come to see to come to me and say what's wrong, poor baby. Me too, definitely. And it's going to be okay, poor baby. Well, and that you know the the that's, and I've uh, communicated that. That and, and how's that work for you? Not working. <laughs> it doesn't work. That no. Well, uh, again, uh, behaviors uh, grow over time, 
And I think that you, I think you keep keep working at those things. If you if you truly need and you want to work at your relationship, to me, when I read this list, it really sounded like that these ladies just sat back, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, until it was a time when they yeah. said, "I've had enough. It's not fixable. I'm not. I'm not going to work at it." And I guess what I'm saying is that you know they're you know. Uh, you know, my my wife and I, I know we'll, you know, two or three times a year we'll have a blow up, you know, over something. Yeah, and yeah I, I would go with that. We've had these situations and eventually I can get through to him and go, enough is enough. There's got to be a turning point to get your attention. And, and at some point I get his attention yeah. to talk. Um, I just want to go to the chat for a second because I said, okay, guys. Because there's guys listening to us. So I said, okay, guys, tell us what it takes to get you to listen to us. Um, and one of the guys said, my wife takes my hand or puts her arm around me when she has something important to say to me. Thank God for DVR. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think you do that. I think, uh, again, we have, to, we have to make sure we have their attention. If we if we say things and, and we're not sure we have their attention, uh, you know you you've got to and you've got to say hey I need a minute here, you know preface with positive, I need a minute here, you know and and one thing is and, and you brought up uh, a couple weeks ago that that people are naturally one way or another and I think we're talking about open affection open shows affection, mm-hmm. you know and and it's hard to get some uh, some people to. You know, to do that, yeah. uh, and and we can't always get somebody to do that because we're changing them so much. Yeah. But I think you can get them to grow towards that. And I think you know, don't be disappointed in what they're giving. Just let them know you'd like to have some more. And if and and tell them if this is an absolute no for you, please tell me, or otherwise I'm going to try to work towards that. And and if they say oh, no, nah, you know, that uh, yeah then you know you can work towards it. Mm-hmm. But then don't be disappointed and saddened when it hasn't happened when you know it is work that you're working towards. Let steps happen. Things do not change overnight, especially emotionally, especially relationship-wise. They take a long time to work towards. So in other words, recognize those baby steps that they're making. Yes, in any way, shape, or form. Recognize <laughs> them. Throw and, them a parade. Yeah, throw, throw them a praise. <laughs> Throw them a praise. We love the praise. I said parade. Oh, a parade. <laughs> a parade in their honor. A parade's even better. You, you know, that might take away from a ball game. Never mind. Go with the praise idea. Throw the praise. Um, I think, it, you know, I think, again, relationships are, are especially when you're, you know, when you're at a time when you're, you're, you're getting going, you guys, three years in, and I know when you say three years, Gosh, that seems like a long time. It's really not. And Gina, Gina, even even at nine years, it's it seems like a, an eternity. Uh, but I, I can tell you, I think uh, probably you know eight nine years into my own marriage, things began to get a little easier, and and we were able oh, to communicate good. better. I have five more years. Oh, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see the guy, the guy who had been. <laughs> The guy who had been there 50 years, see, it took him a while, but he got it, you know, he kept plugging along. He, he went to a second one in an effort to do that. You know, that. and someone said earlier um, on the chat, I can't recall exactly what it was, it was something along the lines of, you know, if it's if it's worth it, okay, it, it takes work. If it if it's worth having, it's worth working for. And I think at the end of the day, that's that's the bottom line. You have to work at it 
constantly. And that's sort of true of anything really worthwhile in life, I mm-hmm. would say. Well, then, what I tell you on these things that we need, work on it. Don't consider it an overnight thing because if you say it once, chance it's not going to happen. You know, I think if people who have kids, if they say something once they're kids, it doesn't sink in. It takes a little time and a yeah. key reminder. Then you, know, you spank them and put them to bed without dinner. If you, do that with, <laughs> if you do that with your man, you, you know, he may be happy too. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's been, a, it's been a really great day here this Monday, uh, August 2nd. It's been great to spend time with you two and you two in there in the booth, Dustin. Um, but thanks again. We look forward to talking to you next week on the John Banks Show, Bringing Man Out of the Cave for Hear Women Talk on the Zeus Radio Network.